Welcome to Suza. Glad you can make it. I am MD. This program is dedicated exclusively for those with common sense, a spirit of patriotism, and a determination for a more perfect union. Stay tuned as we begin the discussion of a very important, interesting, and enlightening topic. Hope to hear from you soon. Happy listening. Welcome to Suza, place for common sense. Today is Saturday, October 17th, 2020. My name is Mike Duchesne. That can only mean one thing. You are watching the only program which address social political issues through the prism of common sense. The election is just a few days away. There is no lack that should give pause to anyone who is a patriot. Let's talk about the detail what to do in order to change the country in just a short few days. How do you make sense of the news? Talking points here, sound bites there, chaos, confusion, partisanship, lawmakers with no concern for our constitution, deception, corruption running rampant in Washington. Is it all politics? Welcome once again to Suza. If you join us for the first time, we welcome you to this program. For those of you who have joined us before, thank you for making this journey a little bit lighter, a tad more bearable. Today, we are going to talk about a couple of um, issues. Number one, we are going to give you some update on uh, the spread of the coronavirus. We're also going to give you some update on the state of the election. But most importantly, today we're going to try to provide you some perspective on where we're at in terms of how is the country doing under Donald Trump. There is no lack of information passed to you by Donald Trump as to how well the country is doing. Today, we're going to provide you not opinion, uh, 
but we are going to rely exclusively on stat, historical data, information that are currently available to anyone who wants to verify those information so that you can have a perspective as to where we are at. Because if you just listen to an individual, you have a very different picture of what is. As they always say, numbers don't lie. So we'll be giving you numbers so that you can make up your mind as to how well or how bad the country is doing. If you are listening to this program via our podcast, we have to remind you that this program is actually just a rendering of a broadcast program. What that simply means is sometimes we uh, play video, we present pictures that we are not able to obviously show you. So we encourage you from time to time to visit our YouTube channel uh, rather than giving you the cryptic uh, 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 link to our YouTube channel. We suggest you go to sluza.com. That's S L O O Z A R. That's sluza.com. And then from there, you'll be able to go to our YouTube channel and uh, watch uh, whatever uh, past program that we have on our YouTube channel. So, once again, if you are been listening to this program via our podcast and we have plenty more of programs similar to this and you can catch those programs archive on our YouTube channel. Once again, if you head to sluzar.com, that's S-L-O-O-Z-A-R.com, then from that website, you'll be able to see all the archives of all our programs. For those of you who have joined us before, again, we thank you for making this journey a little bit lighter, a tad more bearable. As I mentioned, we are going to talk about uh, two main topics, the spread of the coronavirus, and of course, the election that are fast approaching. As you can see above my head, there are just 16 days and 13 hours left for us to cast our vote. We'll give you an update on what that means for us, for the country. And also, we will talk about the state of the country, where we at, not what people say, not what Donald Trump say, not what the Republicans say, but what the numbers say in terms of how much progress we're making or not when we return.
I don't believe that you need a degree in health, in medicine, in order for you to know that the United States of America has been under constant uh, attack by the spread of the coronavirus. As of date, by now, it should be a pretty familiar number for you that the United States of America has more than 218,000 people who have already lost their life and we just crossed the threshold of more than 8 million people who have contracted the coronavirus. To put it in perspective for you, yesterday alone, the United States of America added 68,000 new cases of the coronavirus. Now, I have to also take a quick step back and mention that we have catered this program almost exclusively for those in the Republican Party, especially supporters of Donald Trump, I refer to as Trump-publicans, and rely on you, Democrat, Independent, and Republicans who have come to the conclusion that Donald Trump is bad for America in order to talk to your colleagues, to family members, to friends, to acquaintances, to educate them about what really is going on in the country. And the reason I mention that is because conversation exchanges with my fellow Republican clearly tell me that it is one of the most difficult jobs trying to educate people who don't want to be educated and people who reject facts outright. I mentioned before in this program, and for those of you who have watched it, you know that I don't mince words about uh, labeling those who have steadfastly clung to Donald Trump as ignorant. And this is not a way for me to insult those individuals, but rather to point to a fact that people who are ignorant are incapable of grasping simple basic concept that Donald Trump has been doing damage to the United States of America, so it's not smart to support that individual. And I try as best as possible to make the point to my fellow Republican by asking a very simple basic question, question in order to put it in perspective. Would you, my fellow Republican, use Donald Trump, the individual you so worship and so admire, would you use him as a role model for your children, for your grandchildren? And once I ask that question, it becomes obvious to those people that they are supporting the wrong individual. And yet, for three plus years, they continue to support, to defend, to argue, to insult others, call radical left, ten Democrats, but they still cannot answer that simple, basic question that clearly tells them that they are complicit to bringing the United States of America to the ground where it's at today. So as such, 
I rely exclusively on you, maybe your family, family members, maybe friends, maybe colleagues, maybe acquaintances that you're close to, you're able to make the point to those individuals. I compare the Republican constituent, especially those who continue to support Donald Trump, as people who are drowning, cannot swim, but they would not get help. They would not accept help because they believe they are professional swimmers. So this is a difficult task trying to save people who are ignorant of their own ignorance. And this is where people, Trump Republicans, who currently support Donald Trump, this is where they are. It's not easy to save those individuals. But the reason that we continue to plead with you who have come to the conclusion that Donald Trump is bad for America to help your members of your family, maybe uncle, aunt, a parent, grandparent, is because the decision made by those individuals impact our lives. If you don't believe me, take a look at what happened in 2016 and take a look at where we are today. So their decision impacts our lives, will impact future generations. So we cannot sit on the sideline and not do anything. So as such, we have to help those people. They do not understand that they are complicit to helping Donald Trump destroy the very thing that they claim that they love, which is the country, which is our constitution. So you have to help those individuals. Now, with the election approaching, there is a very simple way to help them make the decision that will not only help get rid of Donald Trump, but help put the country back on track. Now, one aspect of Donald Trump's incompetence is what we're currently looking at. That we have more than 218,000 people who have already lost their life and more than 8 million people who have already contracted the virus. As I mentioned earlier, yesterday alone, the United States of America added 68,000 new cases of the coronavirus. According to a health expert, by the end of this year, the United States would have reached 400,000 deaths. You hear correctly. By the end of this year, if the trajectory that uh, the model that they have, if that model continue to be what it is without any change, now, of course, changes with more viruses, with more people being infected, that means the number also will go up. So as it stands today, if things continue to the way that they saw it when they made the projection, then by the end of the year, the United States would have 400,000 people who have lost their lives. Now, the difference, as I pointed out a few days ago, between the United States and other countries that have less 
and less people affected because as you might know by now, the United States of America is number one as far as the number of people infected with the spread with the virus, with the infection. And the United States of America is also number one with the number of casualties from the coronavirus. This is not a good record. This is not a spot that you should envy to be number one for the number of casualties, to be number one for the number of people infected with the virus. So why is that? The individual we are sitting in the Oval Office is incompetent, doesn't care, doesn't give a damn, doesn't, couldn't give a damn about your health or your lives. He said that much. And that's the reason every time we talk about Trump again, people continue to support Donald Trump. You cannot but think of those individuals as ignorant because there is no smart people would continue to support an individual that is so dumb, so ignorant, so callous, shows so much indifference for them. No one, no smart individual would continue to support someone like that. So when I say that Trumpulicans are ignorant, this is not because they didn't go to school. This is not because they don't have a college degree. In fact, we know that quite a few millions of people who continue to support Donald Trump are people, some of them are college students. Some of them have already graduated. We have people who actually defending Donald Trump that have PhD. So when we talk about ignorant people, we're not talking about people who didn't go to school. Because there is a sense that when you say someone is ignorant, that means the person didn't go to school or didn't have a college degree. Here in this program, we're referring to people who may have a college degree, who may actually have a PhD, but they are as ignorant, as, as, as dumb as a rock. Now granted, as we mentioned before in this program, there are people who side with Donald Trump because they benefit. They do try to exploit the ignorance of the people who support Donald Trump. So those individuals, they also are not patriot because instead of helping people who are in the dark, people who don't understand what's going on, they exploit their ignorance. Those individuals, they don't like you. They don't want anything good for you. Because people who exploit your ignorance, those people cannot say that they're doing it for you. They exploit the ignorance so that they can continue to hold on to power. They can continue to hold on to their job. That's all they care about. You can stay as dumb as a rock. The country can go to the ground as far as they're concerned. If they can continue to hold on to their job, that's all that matters. When the United States of America was less than a couple of thousands of people that had lost their lives, we had Richard Burr, which is a name that you should be familiar with because he wrote an op-ed to reassure the American people that everything is hunky-dory while he was cashing in on Wall Street 
selling all his stock to make money and we know that he and other colleagues of his make millions of money trying getting rid of stock knowing that the stock market was going to plunge and knowing that the coronavirus is going to hit the United States of America with a vengeance while he's telling you everything is great, is rosy in the back end is selling his stock because he knows that the market is going to take a plunge. Those people, Republican legislators, I've been telling you that. You may think that this is pure politics. We don't do politics in this program. What we try to do is educate you and for you to make decisions because your Republican legislator, your Republican leaders, they do not give a damn about your well-being. Richard Burr and company was one of the Republican legislators who made millions of dollars in the stock market. They knew that the stock market was going to plunge because they knew the coronavirus is going to hit America with a vengeance. Now, I don't have any problem with people making money, but the fact that he went out of his way, it didn't just make money out of the information that he has, but he went out of his way to tell you the American people that everything is great, don't worry about it. Donald Trump has everything under control. Those individuals, those Republican legislators, they are the very definition of enemy of the state. They know the danger is coming. Not by, not, not a mistake, not by ignorance, because someone who is ignorant of a fact not that it's okay, but at least you can say, well, it didn't know. But he knows that the danger is coming. He knows that the country is going to be hit. He profited out of that. He sold all his share, make millions of dollars. He told his friends, he told family members, oh, they all got rich because they know the stock market was going to plunge because of the coronavirus. But it didn't stop there. He went and wrote an op-ed to tell you, the rest of us, everything is great. Those people, those, this type of behavior is criminal. Because you know the danger is coming. You know it's going to do damage to the country. You make money out of that, but you tell the rest of us that everything is fine. This is the way that Republican leaders are. It didn't stop with Richard Burr. In fact, it continued on. That's the reason that from the time that Richard Burr exited Washington, exited his post, to today, we have added more than 200,000 people who have lost their lives. The Republicans, legislators in Washington, they do not give a damn about your health. They do not give a damn about uh, your lives as far as they're concerned. As long and as long that they can hold on to power, they will continue to lie to you because they figure that you're gullible, you're naive, and you hate the Democrats. So your hatred for the Democrats prevents you from, from seeing that your Republican legislators are a bunch of morons who do not give a hoot about you. And that's the way it has always been.
This is a model that shows you how the coronavirus is going to spread in the United States of America. As I mentioned earlier, that if that projection uh, continue to follow the trajectory of the model, by the end of the year, the United States of America would have 400,000 people who would have lost their lives. I mentioned to you before that the center of the breakout, the corona, the epicenter here in the United States have been shifting like playing a musical chair. You may recall that at some point it was New York and then it shifted later on to Florida, it shifted to Texas, it shifted to Wisconsin. The whole country is paying a price for the incompetence of the individual that the Republican constituent continue to support as if is doing something good for the United States of America. This is the toll of ignorance within the Republican circle. That's what ignorance does to a country. It brings the country to its knees. It destroys the country. It ruins society. Those Republican supporters of Donald Trump, Trumpublicans, they're not doing that because they're smart. They're not doing that because, well, they love the United States of America. Because if they did, by now, it should have become so obvious to them that Donald Trump doesn't give a hoot about them. In fact, Donald Trump said that much. Couldn't give a, a, a hoot about him, about them. Donald Trump called them disgusting. He, he is happy that coronavirus is around because shaking those disgusting heads. They think that Donald Trump loved them. Now the difference between uh, the United States and uh, the rest of the, of the world is leadership. The United States is a country with almost unlimited resources. And yet, we have more people infected in the world. We have more people who have lost their lives in the world. The United States of America, in terms of population, is only 4% of the world population. 4%! And yet, we are 25% in terms of the number of people infected in the world. It has nothing to do with anything but leadership. We do not have leader in the United States of America. I took that snapshot that you see on your screen two days ago. The top line, it says USA on the far left. And if you look at on total cases, it's 8.1 million. And uh, two column down the, uh, uh, to the right, it says total death, it's 221,000. Now, let's go further down and look at Canada, which is in uh, cyan, like kind of a blue but it's cyan. 
Look at Canada. Total number of cases to date, 190,000. And look at on the total number of deaths, 9,600. Canada still is under 10,000 deaths. The United States, 221,000. Now, let's look at Taiwan. Taiwan, as of date, has just 530 cases of people who have contracted the virus. And let's look at the column of people who died. Seven. This is not a number for this month. This is not a number for the past month. This is the total number of people in Taiwan who have lost their lives to the coronavirus since the beginning of the spread of the coronavirus. But you know what's... You know what's even more interesting in terms of Taiwan having just seven deaths since the beginning of the virus? Take a look at the map you see in front of you. That map show you I circle China, which is in red. And I also circle the surrounding, China surrounding, which is in Burgundy. You see Japan, you see Korea. Uh, Taiwan is so small, it doesn't, it, it's, it's not really shown that well there, but it's, it's a, a little island that's further down, closer to the Burgundy, uh, that's just uh, uh, in the middle, halfway, right after, if you start if you look at Japan and then you start going down and you see a bunch of small little islands, the largest island under Japan is Taiwan. That's closest to China. Now, if you look at China, you look at Taiwan where it's at, next to China, you can take a ferry from China to Taiwan. Just like you see people who live in Staten Island, take a ferry to go to Manhattan. That's as close how close those two countries are. Just to give, to put it in perspective for you. So Taiwan has only seven deaths since the beginning of the virus. Only 530 people have been infected. But here's the kicker. There are more than 1 million Chinese who travel to Taiwan regularly. Meaning literally, there is a va-et-vient between China and Taiwan. In fact, China so much know that Taiwan's uh, economy relies on a great deal on, the, on tourism that when when China want to punish Taiwan, they, they curb the travel of Chinese to Taiwan because they know they can force Taiwan to come to the table because they rely a great deal on tourism from China. Now, what is the difference between Taiwan and the United States? We have more resources, we have more experts, and yet, the number of people we have already have who had lost their lives and the number of, of infected people, when we look at Taiwan, 
it's like it's mind-boggling. The difference is Taiwan has a leader who cares about the people, has a leader who account to the people the United States of America doesn't. In fact, the worst part is the people who support Donald Trump condone his incompetence. They cheer his mediocrity. They feel that Donald Trump is doing a fantastic job. Oh, Donald Trump is great. This is the best thing that has happened since sliced bread. That's what happened when you have people who are ignorant. And that's the reason I encourage you, if you have family members, friends, colleagues, acquaintances who are Trump-publican, to please help them. Because I can tell you with a high degree of certainty that those people, they cannot reason for themselves. They cannot understand the, the severity of their ignorance. In fact, most of them would argue with you they're not ignorant. Most of them would argue with you, oh, it's the them liberal. Even when a Republican trying to make light of what is currently going on, they call those Republican rhino. That's a nickname they give to Republican, meaning Republican in name only. That's how ignorant those individuals who continue to follow the Donald Trump cult. To them, if Donald Trump were to say that Jesus Christ is the devil, those Republicans would believe Donald Trump. That's how ignorant those people are. That how gullible they are. Because to them, Donald Trump is the savior. So whatever Donald Trump tell them, that's what goes. That may sound like a far-fetched statement to you, but have you watched those people supporting, defending, no matter what Donald Trump does, no matter how bad it is for the country, they always have a way to defend him? Have you heard them making even put up that kind of defense for Jesus? Have you ever seen them putting that kind of effort to defend God? Oh no, because to them, Donald Trump is the savior that they've always wanted. So if Donald Trump tell them he is the savior, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to doubt me. They would believe him and they would simply abandon God because that's how those individuals who claim to be Christian, who claim to love God, who claim to claim to the Bible, to them, Donald Trump can ruin the country, can burn down the country as far as they're concerned, give them Donald Trump. That's the reason that it becomes so important in this election season for you to go to the poll and vote Donald Trump out of the office, but in the process to help your family members, to help colleagues, to help acquaintances, because those people, they do need help. And you cannot abandon them, because as I mentioned, it is the decision that have put the United States of America in the current predicament we're in. So shrugging it off, Ignoring them is not acceptable. It's not an option. We 
need to save those people because they indeed do not know what to do, what's right, because as far as they're concerned, Donald Trump is it. And for the rest of us who have a brain, who can reason, who have, a, who have good common sense, we know that the predicament that the country is in today is caused by Donald Trump. And the sad part is, the Republican leaders, they all recognize that. In fact, a number of them have started to come out and say exactly that. It's not the damn Democrat or those damn radicals that's saying those things. Those Republicans recognize that. They say that behind closed doors. They say that off record. They been complaining about that. But for a reason that beat me, they cannot come out and save the Republican constituent. It's time the rest of us make the ultimate effort to get rid of Donald Trump. Because the United States of America cannot afford Donald Trump in the Oval Office. In 2016, I said in no uncertain term that this United States of America cannot afford Donald Trump. Sometimes I wish I were wrong, but I'm not. Donald Trump has destroyed every aspect that has made America the envy of the world. The Department of Justice, which most countries try to emulate, most people li are leaving their country to come here to the United States because they know that there is a system of justice. We even have one of the greatest examples in, 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 in record. During the, the, during the period of 9-11, an individual who was wrongfully detained tried to reassure his brother not to worry because in the United States of America, the justice system will sift through and will find us innocent. That's how much the world used to think of the justice system in America. Under Donald Trump, the idea of justice system doesn't exist. Bill Barr has become Donald Trump private attorney, destroying every aspect of what we know as the justice system in America. Now, if anyone think this is okay, that person cannot possibly be seen as an individual who is smart because what has made America the envy of the world has been destroyed completely by Donald Trump, the president of the United States, the same individual who took an oath to protect those institutions. So we know with high degree of certainty that Donald Trump is not worth the sacrifice of our nation. It's time. It is time that today, starting today, that you make the effort not only for you to vote Donald Trump out of office, but to encourage your friends, family members, colleagues, to help them see clearly that Donald Trump is destroying our way of life. 
we will not have a society if we continue to condone what Donald Trump is doing to this nation. It's time we recognize that and we take action appropriate to that effect. talk to the Trump supporters for a minute. What is Donald Trump's campaign about? He's a race-baiting, xenophobic, religious bigot. And you know how you make America great again? Tell Donald Trump to go to hell. If you can't admire Joe Biden as a person, then it's probably, you got a problem. <laughs> you need to do some self-evaluation. Because what's not to like? He is as good a man as God ever created. He said some of the most incredibly heartfelt things that anybody could ever say to me. He's the nicest person I think I've ever met in politics. This is a defining moment in the future of the Republican Party. We have to reject this demagoguery, and if we don't reject Donald Trump, we've lost the moral authority, in my view, to govern this great nation. Welcome to Sluza, the place for common sense. My name is Mike Duchamp. If you just join us, we're talking about the election approaching. But most importantly, why at this point it is extremely important to make the decision to go to the poll to vote Donald Trump out of the Oval Office. You don't have to have a college degree in order for you to understand that the predicament that the country is in today is not acceptable. We do not wish to watch America being the way that we have been seeing America for the past three plus years. All our allies have turned their back on America, not because they don't like America, but because of the individual in the Oval Office. Domestically, the country has suffered the greatest harm that has ever plagued this country for decades. But fortunately, as I mentioned, the election are fast approaching. As you can see, there are 16 days left to the general election. The election will be held on November 3rd. And this is a date that you cannot miss. On that day, this is when you will go to the poll and cast your vote in order to get rid of Donald Trump. This is where we are today. The rectangle in green is where we are. This is October. And you see that I circle number 17, which is today's date. And also number 22nd is circle. This is the date for the third presidential debate. If it happened, you may recall the second presidential debate 
was supposed to happen on 15, it did not happen. And uh, of course, on uh, the rectangle in red is the day, the, the, the month when the election happened. And as you can see, the number three is circle. This is the date for the election. The time between today and the day of the election is approximately 17 days. If you have not registered to vote, it is probably too late for some places. But there are a lot of states that provide you the, the opportunity to register at the time that you're voting. A lot of places provide that opportunity. So of course, by now, you would have been very familiar with whether your state uh, uh, registration deadline has passed. But in all, in most cases, when you go to cast your ballot, you would have the opportunity or you may have the opportunity to also register. As long as you have proper identification, you should be okay. Now, I mentioned earlier that we're going to have a debate, that assuming that the debate is going to take place, uh, it's going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, and the individual that's going to be the moderator is Kristen Welker. Kristen Welker is uh, an NBC uh, journalist assigned to the White House. We've seen her many times uh, reporting on uh, the uh, White House lawn uh, uh, for MSNBC, and she is the one who will be the moderator, assuming that that debate takes place. You may recall that Donald Trump uh, bailed out of the second debate, and uh, judging by how bad the, the town hall meeting went for him, he may also bail out of that of that debate so if he doesn't as expected we do not expect donald trump to have anything to articulate but rather to go into a rambling uh uh uh, uh bandwagon uh, rambling of uh accusation to uh everybody joe biden and everybody around him uh, to the previous administration and so on. So we do not expect much to happen because Donald Trump doesn't have the discipline, number one, and number two, he doesn't have any record to run on. And that's the third uh, topic we will talk about in just a short few minutes to show you that what you've been hearing for the past three plus years about how great Donald Trump is, we're going to show you numbers as to what you've been hearing, whether they, there is any proof or any truth to those things. So we're watching very closely. Today is the 17th, obviously, and which means within five days, if the debate is going to take place, it's going to be on the 22nd and it's going to be in Nashville, Tennessee. So we're looking forward to that debate. Uh, since we haven't heard anything, we haven't read or uh, seen any tweet from Donald Trump bailing out of that debate, we say it's safe to assume that he's going to try to make it. Hopefully, he does. We can't wait. Now, 
November 3rd, as you can see, is the, the date for the election. But we have been encouraging people to vote early. If your state provides you with the ability to vote early, I strongly encourage you to do so. Do not wait until November 3rd. And the reason is very simple. On November 3rd, there are going to be a lot of activities, there are going to be long lines, and there are going to be a lot of problems. In fact, it is expected that there are going to be a lot of problems because a lot of states have already braced themselves for problems on election day. For instance, in Michigan, uh, 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 the governor already passed a ban for uh, to prevent uh, carry uh, to prevent uh, people from carrying a gun near the voting booth on election day. So they already anticipate there are going to be problems. There are going to be people who are going to intimidate others. There are going to be people who are going to put stumbling block as Republicans are very famous for that. As I mentioned many times here in this program that Republican and Republican exclusively have always been the party that have tried to prevent people from voting, to put the stumbling block, to put obstacle, to intimidate people from voting. So don't expect any less. You're going to have a lot of that happening on election day. So if your state offers all early voting, do vote early. Don't wait until November 3rd. As you can see, today is the 17th, Massachusetts, Nevada and New Mexico have been added to the list of states that allow early voting. What that simply means is, if you look at September 18 on your screen, September 18, it's Minnesota, South Dakota, and Wyoming. They were the first state that opened early voting. What that means is, since September 18, those states have been accepting early voting. It's still happening. It's still happening. That doesn't mean it was just for September 18. It simply means it started on September 18, and those states are still open for early voting. And the states that are adding, being added to the list, simply they expanding the list of early voting. That's all. So nothing has changed. If your state had early voting on a previous day, that means it's early voting is still going on in that state. So today we have three states that have been added to the list of early voting. So if you live in the state of Massachusetts, Nevada, and New Mexico, I encourage you to go to the poll and vote. Do not wait until November 3rd because we are expected, expecting November 3rd to be very busy and also for people to have a lot of problems. So don't wait until that day. I cannot stress that enough. Don't wait until that day for you to vote. Your state allows it, take advantage of it. Even if you have to wait in line, it's not going to be as bad as if you wait until November 3rd. And the reason is very simple. November 3rd is the last day 
and there will be no more day for you to vote so the lines are going to be long and you're going to have to wait until you vote so taking advantage of early voting is your best bet today so if you are in the state of massachusetts nevada new mexico and for the previous state washington north carolina kansas tennessee texas georgia arizona indiana ohio california iowa montana nebraska maine illinois michigan vermont new jersey virginia minnesota south dakota and wyoming if you are a resident in any of those states that i just mentioned you have early voting take advantage of that don't wait until november 3rd and one more thing i strongly encourage you to bring along family members friends acquaintances colleagues stress to them the importance of going to the poll and vote because our country needs a new makeup our country needs an overhaul our allies need to recognize that we the american people have recognized we made a mistake electing donald trump and we are correcting that mistake it's time that we take the step to fix that problem so that the world understand that yes america made a mistake in 2016 and we learn from our mistake and it's time that we act like intelligent people it's time that we act like patriot For the 244 years since we declared our independence, one name has stood as the very definition of the word traitor to the U.S. military. Benedict Arnold sold out our troops during our fight for freedom. He tried to sell West Point to the enemy before defecting to the other side. Now there's a new traitor sullying those hallowed army grounds, and no one has betrayed those in uniform like Donald Trump. He consorts with a foreign enemy that puts bounties on the heads of American troops. He takes the word of Putin. President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. Over the best American military intelligence. To Donald Trump, Russian bounties on American troops is just another hoax. I think it's a hoax. Some hoax. Republican in general have bought 
from Donald Trump is hearing that Donald Trump telling them that he's the best at everything, the best at making the economy good, the best at uh, negotiating, the best at everything that there is on the face of this planet. He is the best. Just a few days ago, Donald Trump mentioned that the person, the only person more popular than he is God. And of course, for the most part, we can say with a high degree of certainty that Trump Republicans in general believe them. Donald Trump has a really very big mouth. I call Donald Trump the lying man. This is uh, a, a series that we've been presenting to you and we've been trying to show you that there is nothing that Donald Trump says that's true. In fact, I wrote extensively about that. If Donald Trump says X, it is not X. You can take that to the bank. You don't have to analyze it. You don't have to fact check it. Donald Trump doesn't have any ability to tell the truth. This is unbelievable. In fact, the only other individual who is probably more popular than Donald Trump of telling, the, of telling lies is the devil. In fact, I'm certain for those who worship Donald Trump, the Trump Republican, who claim to be Christian, by now you should be very familiar with the passage of the Bible that say that the devil lies, father of all lies. And Donald Trump happened to be the only individual who lie as much or lie more than the devil. So I present to you the lying man. Now, keep in mind that the following. People who lie consistently, continuously, constantly, the reason that they continue to lie is because they have an audience. And this, usually the audience is pretty naive, ignorant, because Donald Trump doesn't lie for me, cannot lie to me, because Donald Trump, you know, I already know he's a liar, I already know whatever comes out of his mouth is a lie, so obviously he cannot say anything to convince me. But he does have millions of people who believe what he says. And that's what Donald Trump strives on. Con man. Do you remember The Wizard of Oz? Well, if you watch, it's a classic. One of the things uh, uh, from The Wizard of Oz, it's, it's, it's actually a very fun uh, uh, movie to watch. It's, it caters to, to, to any audience, family, children, uh, Children can watch Wizard of Oz by themselves. Uh, and there is nothing really for parents to worry about. Better to watch it in family. It's a very fun show to watch. But the gist of it, for those of you who, who haven't watched it yet, or who may not remember the thing, but the gist of it is Dorothy, the main character, 
uh, is far away from home and she's trying to get home. And she found herself in a predicament where she has to find a way to get home. And one thing led to another, she finally get to go to see the wizard. The only, the only one in that land where Dorothy is lost, that can really give her a path back home. So, after an, an encounter with a good witch who provided Dorothy with information on how to go and see the wizard, follow the yellow brick road. For those of you who haven't watched it yet, I strongly encourage you to because you will really enjoy that. So the good witch gave uh, Dorothy the path to go and see the wizard. So off she went to see the wizard. So let's find, put you in the mood of Dorothy going to see the wizard. You have to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. You find he is a wizard, a wizard, if ever a wizard was. If ever, oh, ever a wizard was, the wizard of Oz is one because, 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 because of the wonderful things he does. going to see the wizard is because Dorothy believed that according to everyone that she met on the way that once she go and meet the wizard then the wizard will provide her a way to get back home but Dorothy find herself in really a big dilemma now there is a point to that story so bear with me for just a moment uh, so as you can see, Dorothy is, is just a young girl. Uh, but because she met those friends on the wedding, when she went to see the wizard, the first meeting with the wizard gave her a task. And the task was for her to kill the wicked witch of the West. Now, that's not a small task for a child. Now, you would think that the wizard, if, let me not ruin the, the whole show for you, but let's say that the task for Dorothy was to really get rid of the, of the wicked witch uh, of the West. And sure enough, Dorothy, with the friends that she met along the way, managed 
to do just that. Now, because Dorothy has one single objective in mind, to go home. And she would do anything in order for her to go home. And she managed to actually kill the wicked witch of the West. What ended up happening is Dorothy went with, his, with her friends, killed the wicked witch of the West, and brought the broom to the wizard. Because that was the deal that you kill the wicked witch of the West, and you come to me and give me proof that you kill the witch, and I'll send you home. So Dorothy did exactly that. But there is one problem with con men. Con men always work in secrecy. Now what you're looking at is a scene from uh, uh, the Wizard of Oz, where the wizard hiding behind a curtain is making a lot of noise when uh, Dorothy went to see the wizard the first time, of course, that con man hid behind the curtain and was talking to Dorothy and his friends, and her friend rather, as to what to do in order for the wizard to grant the wish. And one of the things that con men uh, usually do, they speak very loudly, they raise their voice, they want for you to fear because they try to command respect. They want you to show obedience. So one of the things that comment usually besides all other uh, tricks they have uh, on, uh, to use in order to con you, they usually raise their voice. If you're trying to talk, they try to talk over you because they want their voices to be the one to be heard. And one of the, well, the two that Conman has is tricks, gadget to deceive you. That guy behind the curtain, what he's doing is he's shaking a lot of things, he's getting lights to be blinking on and off, and then he's talking through a loudspeaker that makes him sound like he's scary. That's what con men do. They have to make you fear them. And that's what that con man was doing. But when Dorothy came back, along with her friend, and brought the broom that showed that Dorothy killed the wicked witch of the West and present that broom to The wizard, which happened to have no way of granting Dorothy what she asked for. So all of a sudden, now 
the wicked witch is putting more condition on the table. Yes, go figure that out. Go figure that out. The first time that Dorothy went to see the wizard, the wizard said, you know what? You don't have to do much. All you have to do is kill the wicked witch of the West, bring me proof, and I will grant you your wish. Does that sound familiar to you? It should, but let's not dwell on that. Let's, let's try to take a look at what happened. That doesn't exist at all. A con man is in the business to con. And in order for them to con people, guess what? They have to lie to you. Let's see if we can. Oh, you liquidated her, eh? Very resourceful. Yes, sir. So we'd like you to keep your promise to Not so fast. Not so fast. I'll have to give the matter a little thought. Go away and come back tomorrow. had plenty of time already. Yeah. Do not arouse the wrath of the great and powerful Oz. I said come back tomorrow. If you are really, really great and powerful, you, you keep, keep your, your promise. Do you presume to criticize the great Oz? You ungrateful creatures think yourselves lucky that I'm giving you audience tomorrow instead of 20 years from now. Oh. The great Oz has spoken. Oh. Con men, con people, they lie to you. They pretend to be able to give you something they cannot give you because in reality, con men rely on ignorant people, on naive and gullible people in order for them to continue to strive. That con man, now again, it's a show, it's an interesting show, but it would make the point for you that whatever Donald Trump tells you is a lie. Whatever promises that Donald Trump makes, it's just that, promises. It cannot deliver on his promises. Con 
some men like to scare people. Oh, without me, the country will go down. Without me, the country will be in debt. Without me, the stock market will go down. Without me. That's what con men do. They scare you, but they only scare ignorant and gullible people. But nobody who is smart enough believe anything that Donald Trump said. But those Trump-publicans, they believe Donald Trump. Oh yes, he's the only one who can do this. He's the only one who can do that. We've seen that because for three plus years, they argue, they defend him. They actually, I met, exchange his idea with an individual that said that he would die for Donald Trump. This is a level of ignorance never before seen. I always know that there are a lot of ignorant people in the country, but I can tell you, I never envisioned that there is this level of ignorance within a political party. That guy said that he would die for Donald Trump. Now, it's understandable someone would die for your country. It's understandable that someone would die for someone who is worth dying for. Donald Trump? A liar? A crook? A scoundrel? A fraud? Would die for Donald Trump? Who would say something like that? Only an ignorant individual. And that individual was not an isolated case. There are a lot of people in the Republican Party, Republican supporters of Donald Trump, who feel that Donald Trump is the best thing that has happened happened to them but enough about my opinion let me show you proof that none of the things that Donald Trump said that he can do he can actually do when Donald Trump ran in 2016 he said that It will increase while you may not necessarily understand how that works, but it's important to know the gross domestic product is a gauge of the health of the economy. And for the past, I say five, Decades also, the GDP has been hovering not further than 3%, sometimes just a tad higher. And I'll show you that under Obama, we got just a tad higher than that, but still in the 3% uh, rate. So when Donald Trump was taking over during the campaign, he promised that things are going to be so great that he's going to bring the GDP to at least 4% in the extreme case, uh, in the most, in the worst case scenario. But he is very certain that he can bring it to 
pay close attention, on the left-hand side of Obama, you see minus 2.5. That was the GDP. It was a negative number. Obama just got in the Oval Office. And if you look at from 2010 on, the GDP has been in the positive side. 2010, 2.6, 1.6, 2.2, 1.8, etc. Now in 2015, it was 3.1, and then it goes down to 2016. Under Donald Trump, as you can see, he took over in 2017, 2.3, in 2018, 3, in 2019, 2.2, in 2020, minus 6.5. This is the worst the GDP has been ever. Remember the Wizard of Oz? Someone who promised something that he cannot deliver? If you pay close attention, you would notice that so far, comparing uh, Donald Trump with Obama, Obama has a higher GDP, at least 3.1. Yes, it was a small, uh, a small percentage over, but 0.1% over Donald Trump. But Donald Trump has never gotten anywhere close to what he promised. Because that's what con men do. They promise, but they cannot deliver. What you're currently looking at is not something we pull out of a hat for you. If you look at on the far left bottom, you would notice I circle in yellow the source. Those are independent agencies that provide that information. It doesn't matter whether it's a Democrat or a Republican in the Oval Office. Those organizations, those agencies, those companies, they just crunch numbers. They don't care who is in the Oval Office. As I mentioned, Donald Trump, that's all he is. He's a con man. He knows that the people who support him, they're naive, they're gullible enough to believe him. So. He said whatever he wants to say. Of course, he speaks very loudly, and because he speaks loud, that people who are naive, people who are gullible, think that, oh, because he speaks loud, then he must be telling the truth. Donald Trump is a liar, as I mentioned to you many times here in this program. As you can see, again, he lied. He could not get anywhere close to what he promised. In fact, as I mentioned, on in 2020, which is where we are today, the GDP is minus 6.5, the worst it has ever been since the existence of this country. But Donald Trump told you in 2016 that he's going to get it to 6, higher than anybody has ever gotten it, got the GDP. That's what Donald Trump does for a living. He lied. But if you think the GDP is the only reason for you to worry about Donald Trump being a liar, then you could say, oh, so, so what? He lied about the GDP. You know, coronavirus come, he couldn't do anything about it. Let's look at consumer confidence. Obama and Trump. 
as you can see, I circle, I put Obama with the blue rectangle, and you see the uh, intersection between Obama and Donald Trump at 111. Consumer confidence was 111 under Obama. And as you can see, under Trump, it went a tad higher. Because if you take it at exactly the intersection between uh, Obama and Trump, you would notice that the dot go, went up just a tad. But look at where it's at today, 84.8. When Donald Trump tells you he can do things, as I mentioned to you, that's what con men do. They speak loud. They lie because they know, he, he knows that he has a number of people he can lie to that would believe his lie. So he lied to them and they would argue. In fact, I met those people sometimes. I just walk away because I have the numbers on my side. They only have argument that, that, that do not, argument that actually rely on nothing. On their head, on Donald Trump on what they hear uh, from uh, Fox or from some political pundit. But those numbers, they're verifiable. Those numbers are available for everybody to see. Those numbers speak loud and clear. Those numbers, they don't lie. Consumer confidence, you would think that, well, the economy is great. And why aren't consumers feeling it? Again, Every time that I provide you information, I provide you the source so that you can find for yourself because it's not numbers that I'm pulling out of a hat. As you can see, again, Donald Trump is just that, a con man. He's the man behind the curtain. He speaks, makes a lot of noise, a lot of gesture, a lot of blinking light, a loud voice. And the people who support him, they believe him because they like people who speak a lot, who speak loud, who speak fast, who speak louder than everybody else. But Donald Trump is just full of bluster. As far as the numbers are concerned, Donald Trump has not achieved anything better than the previous administration. Now, you could say, well, it was just the GDP and the consumer confidence. So who cares? Consumer doesn't, don't feel uh, good about the economy. Now, I must say in all fairness, the rich people do feel it. They're making money. Some of them double their portfolio. Oh, there are a lot of people in the country, the people that actually run Wall Street, oh, they feel what Donald Trump is saying. But for the rest of us, it's blustering. Now, let's look at another aspect of what Republicans always claim. Oh, Democrats running a debt. Democrats, you know, they're putting debt on our kids. Oh, those people, they're always spending money. Oh, my God. Those people are spending like drunkards. Let's look at Obama and Trump. Under Obama... We had $76.4 trillion in debt. 
you may have heard Republican in general when they're talking, they say, my God, Obama doubled the debt in the, in the country. It's it. But one thing that they never, they never mention when they're saying that, that Obama inherited a recession that he could not not do anything. So he had to borrow money. Whether it's the, uh, Obama or anyone for that matter, even if it were to be a Republican, if you inherit a recession, that the job of the government is to jumpstart the economy. So you have to borrow money. So when you hear Republican talking about Obama, it's as if Obama was in a spreading, a spreading spree for no reason. Obama inherited a recession. So whether you like Obama or not, it's irrelevant. As the president of the United States, it is his job, if the country is going in through hard time, for him to jumpstart the economy. Donald Trump, on the other hand, inherited a fledgling economy. The country was doing great. Company were reporting record revenue. Company were reporting record profit. And what did Donald Trump do? His first act in office, he borrowed $1.5 trillion. Now look at where we are today. $104 trillion in debt. Twice as much for no reason. Obama inherited a recession. Donald Trump inherited a fledgling economy. So when you hear Donald Trump telling you he can, he can, he can, of course he rely on the gullible, on the naive, on people who actually trust a con man. That's all Donald Trump is, a con man. Those numbers, as I mentioned, if you look at the bottom of the street, of the screen, in, uh, in yellow, I circle the source so that you can verify for yourself. Those numbers were not taken out, uh, out of a hat and put in front of you. Those numbers are numbers provided by experts. And they're not numbers that they took out of a hat either. Those are actual numbers of things that already happened. Not things that will happen. Things that have already happened. The only thing projected, as you can see, if you look at the bottom of the screen on the 2021, it shows you 104 as projected is because they look at the model of the spending of Donald Trump and they said by 2021, this is the debt we're gonna have. Which means by the time that Joe Biden takes over the Oval Office, we will be $104 trillion in debt. Yes, Donald Trump, that's all he is, full of bluster. He's the only one who can't. The only one who can't. The only one who can negotiate. The only one who can bring down the debt. The only one who can bring down, bring up the economy. The only one who can do. That's what con men do. They tell you lies and then you believe them. Those numbers, they don't lie. That's what we as a country, we're looking at today. Oh yes, it's a Democrat that's racking up the debt. It's a Democrat that's spending like drunkard. 
Obama had a reason to borrow money. Donald Trump did not have a reason to borrow money. So when you're making your argument, make sure you understand that just because you hate someone, that should not make you a stupid individual. Because logic is logic. If you have money, you're not going to go to the bank to borrow money. It's when you are in a bind, that's when you go to the bank to borrow money. So it doesn't explain why the Trump administration keep borrowing money. It just doesn't explain it. But that's what he does. Now, let's look at another important thing that Donald Trump always talk about. Now, that is one of the most troubling aspects of the whole thing that, I, that I, I, I looked at. Under Obama, if you pay close attention, when Obama took over, if you look at the V, Obama took over in 2009, and you see that it arc up and make a V. And uh, up to that point, you see business investment has been hovering anywhere between uh, 7 and 20%. And at the end of Obama administration, it went down to 5.9%. And this is where it is intersected with the Donald Trump administration. And what do you see under Donald Trump? Business investment went slightly up, around 7 8%, and look at where it's at today, minus 27%. You know why that's troubling? Because Donald Trump took $1.5 trillion and gave 85% of that money to businesses. Obama did not give money to businesses. Obama did not borrow money to give to businesses. Donald Trump borrowed money at a time that there was no reason to borrow money. He took 85% of that money and just give it to, to businesses. When I say give, not lend, give it is a gift for you. He gave that money to businesses. And what does the country get in return? The businesses invested investment is negative. Which means under Donald Trump, businesses have less incentive to invest into the country. Now, how about that for a good steward? Now, think about that. You receive money, meaning you would be encouraged to invest, right? Instead, they pocket the money, they give it to executive as bonuses, you know, share the money, share the wealth, and then the country gets absolutely nothing. Oh, that's not me saying that. Numbers don't lie. That is troubling. You have an administration 
that put the country in debt, give the money to businesses, and in return, the businesses turn around and say, thanks so much, you're so great, but they invest less in the country. And that's what makes America great. When I tell you that Donald Trump rely on the ignorance of the people who support him, you think I'm just joking? Only ignorant people will continue to support an individual who actually hurting them. I'm giving you those examples and of, of course I take the step of showing you the sources where I get the information so that you can check for yourself. It's not some information I'm getting out of a hat. I'm pulling out of a hat. Donald Trump hurt the country more than he helped the country. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the stock market that Donald Trump always claiming, oh my God, people are making money. Even though the stock market is doing well, even though the stock market people are getting richer, but what you're looking at in front of you is a snapshot of how the stock market has been doing under Democrat and Republican. The last two column is Obama and Trump. The blue is Democrat, the red is Republican. And we take the snapshot starting since JFK. And if you pay close attention, you see the red are shorter than the blue, except in one instance. That was under Jimmy Carter. But in general, the stock market does much better under Democrat than under Republican, despite what you hear Donald Trump saying, oh my God, oh, people are making money. According to statistics, the stock market always does much better under Democrat than under Republican. Yes, you can have a spur of the moment where you make money on the spot. But if you have money in mutual fund, you may notice a seesaw in your mutual fund account. One day it's up, one day it's down. That's the way it is when you have the stock markets seesawing like this under Republican. But under Democrat, it's a fluctuation, but it goes up. Numbers do not lie. You can look at it and uh, say whatever you want, but the numbers are there for you to see. Those are not numbers pulling out, pulled out of a hat. Now, the one that actually get me the most is what I'm about to show you. Manufacturer. Remember under Donald Trump, Donald Trump tell you, I'm the only one who can bring uh, uh, all the job back. I'm going to bring, you know, I'm going to make 
make America great again, bring everything back in, in the United States. What do you see? Under Obama, manufacturer output was 102.4. The intersection between Obama and Trump, it went slightly up. What do you see today? 88.2. If you look at Obama from the time that Obama took over office in 2009, at the very beginning, as you can see, the output went up and up and up and fluctuate sometimes. What do you see under Donald Trump? Oh, by the way, those are not numbers pulled out of a hat. That's what it is today. What I'm trying to say to Trump supporters, Donald Trump talks loud. He says a lot of things, and he makes you feel as if he's doing something for the country. And for the most part, naive, gullible people believe him. Because you don't have any better way to, to figure that out. It's either you cannot figure it out on your own, or the people who are actually talking to you, they rather you stay in ignorance because it served their purpose, it served their objective. The more ignorant you are, the better it is for them. People who are in the business of making money, make money. People who are politicians continue to rely on your vote. So as far as they're concerned, you stay in ignorance. That's great. I mentioned that in this program before. Republican legislators, Republican leaders, they rely exclusively on the ignorance of their supporters. And that's not, that's not a mistake that I made. That Republican I have no idea. I'm not sure I understand why a leader whose job is to lead would do something like that. Why would they want their supporters to stay in ignorance? If you find out that Donald Trump has been talking a lot of gibberish but in reality manufacturing numbers are down under Donald Trump consumer confidence down under Donald Trump the stock market is lower under Donald Trump the debt is higher under Donald Trump the GDP is lower under Donald Trump we do not have trade negotiation with China as Donald Trump promised he was the only one who can make it happen. We have an individual who is a con man 
who talk a lot, who say a lot of things, but he cannot deliver on any of the promises that he made. As I showed you on the Wizard of Oz, the wizard is just a con man. He's even afraid of the wicked, wicked witch of the West. So he wanted someone to go and do the job for him. And the job was done. And yet he was still unable to keep his word. Because he's incapable of doing that. Unfortunately, that's the same predicament the United States of America is in. We have a fraud. We have a crook in the Oval Office. We have a liar in the Oval Office. We have a scoundrel in the Oval Office. We have the least competent individual that has ever occupied the Oval Office. But sadly, we have millions of people who are gullible, naive, and ignorant enough to believe that he's doing something great for the country. As I just showed you, no matter which aspect of Donald Trump administration that you take, if they're way better than his predecessor, GDP is slower, debt is higher, stock market is lower, the deficit is higher. No matter where you look, Donald Trump is not able to deliver. But it is unfortunate that we have millions of people in the United States of America who continue to believe that Donald Trump is good for the country. For that reason, I'm pleading with you once again, you American patriot, you who have great common sense, not only to go to the poll to vote early and to vote Donald Trump out of office, but to encourage your friends, family members, colleagues, acquaintances to do the same. Their argument lie, rely on nothing. Yes, they heard Rush Lambo, they heard Sean Hannity at fault, but they don't have the numbers to show you because the numbers are not in their favors. As I just showed you, Every gauge for the Trump administration show you that it's just all bluster. Nothing to show for the three years except more than 200,000 deaths, except that an economy that has tanked, except that an individual who only cares about himself. So you owe it not just to yourself, to your children, to your grandchildren, to vote Donald Trump out of the Oval Office. And that's the first step, the very first step to healing this country. That's not gonna be enough. And we'll talk about that next week as to what else to do in order to save United States of America. In the meantime, I do hope you listen to your health professional to take precaution, wear your mask, and observe 
all the necessary habits that will protect you, that will protect your family because the coronavirus is once again on the rise. As I mentioned earlier, yesterday alone, the United States of America added more than 68,000 new cases of the virus. The number of casualties now begin to creep up. And winter is upon us. What that simply means is, it's gonna be very tough. A lot of people will lose their lives. So take precaution, protect yourself against the coronavirus. And so that you can be here, you can be around to watch the country make the necessary step to get that crook out of the Oval Office so we can wake up in a new day and we can begin the process of healing in America. I hope you have a fantastic afternoon and a great weekend. Join me again next week. Good day. That was an update through the prism of common sense. Join us again next week. I am MD, host of the Suza program, the place for common sense. Send us comments, criticism, suggestions, or simply let us know how to work. Thank you for watching. Have a wonderful weekend. See you soon. Get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around in the rumpus and rock. It's so comfortable now. Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow. So I got an apartment across from the park. Put quinoa in my fridge, still I'm not feeling right. Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow. Here we go. Our podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website located at peoplebranch.org. That's P E O P L E B R A N C H.org. That's peoplebranch.org website in which you will find a number of very interesting articles. My name is Mike Duchenne, MD for short. I hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening, whichever it happens to be. Hopefully you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast. That, that was Suza, live from New York.
good day.